Sometimes we forget that as individuals, we could also pray. And sometimes there's a little bit of Amalek inside of us that says, you, you're going to pray? You think God cares about you? 7.7 billion people in the world and He's going to listen to you? With all of your sins? With all of your filth? With all of your evil ways? Go shape up. Go do something good. Go learn a little bit. And then we'll talk. A mouth like that. Hands like that. Thoughts like that. God doesn't need your prayer. And instead of coming to shul all fired up and excited and enthusiastic to pray, Hashem, to shake the heavens, we come in very cold. And maybe we pray, but it's a very cold tefillah. Amalek, the pasuk says, Asher karecha, that was his weapon. He cooled us down. Kar. He got us to feel very cold about ourselves. You know why? What is the next word, Rabotai? Asher karecha, baderech. What does that mean, baderech? Our rabbis tell us, baderech, because we were on the road. And part of what the Yitzhahara gets us to think, Look how far you are from God. You are so distant from Him. You are baderech. You can't pray. You're not religious. He doesn't want to hear it from you. What have you done for Him? Nothing. Don't even have the chutzpah to pray to Him. These are the thoughts that Amalek wants us to hear. These are the ideas of Mr. Amalek, of Haman. And part of the salvation of Purim came because the Jews were able to remove Haman and to realize even though we sinned, even though we went to the Seudah Hashverosh, even though we drank maybe, we ate inappropriate things, even though we're not doing what we're supposed to do. But the gates of prayer are never closed. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to hear me. Is Amalek wrong, by the way? Are we not disgusting sometimes? Do we not have filth? Are we not sometimes our mouths inappropriate? Is Amalek incorrect? Amalek is 100% right, and he's 100% wrong. He's right that we do maybe things that are not up to par with where we should be. And this is the magic of Purim and with this I'm ending. On Purim Rabotai, our rabbis tell us that God doesn't look at what we do, but at who we are. Deep, deep down, every single one of us, no matter what we do throughout the year, has a spark of purity, a spark of holiness, a spark, a flame that cannot be extinguished. And on Purim, we go not inside, but we go all the way inside. Lifnai velifnim. Deep and even deeper inside. And on Purim, we're able to see not what we do, but who we are. You know, our rabbis tell us that there's another holiday that sounds like Purim. Of course, some people are lip saying it. Yom Kippurim. And it's so interesting. Because this concept of lifnai velifnim, going all the way in, exists only one other time in the Torah. On Yom Kippur, where the Kohen Gadol doesn't just go inside, but he goes lifnai velifnim. And on Purim, we are able to touch the deepest part of us, the purity of us, the part of us that is so righteous, the part of us that maybe we're not always aware of. Sometimes throughout the year we forget that it exists. But on Purim we come back and on Purim we turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and we pray because we know that deep down I am pure. Deep down I am holy. And so Esther paves the way and she says, Ubchen. And so, Avo el HaMelech, I will come to the king. Asher lo kadat. Even though it is not appropriate. Even though I wasn't invited by Ahashverosh. 
But our rabbis tell us something very powerful. The rabbis tell us that anytime the Megillah says Hamelech without Ahashverosh, it is also alluding to Hamelech, Malchei Hamelachim, the God above. Esther reminds us, Ubchen Avoel Hamelech, we can all come to the king. We can all pray, Rabotai. Asher lo kadat. Even though maybe we're not so religious. Even maybe we're not so close to him. Even maybe we don't do such religious things. But on Purim, the gates of heaven on Purim are wide open. <laughs>